God's ways are not our ways. We are always kind of limiting God to what we think is possible. And He just loves to blast out of that and (laughs) show us a new way that we've never thought of when we open our minds to something that maybe we had never thought of before, but that God is kind of leading us towards. It opens this door into new possibilities. Welcome to another edition of the Seed Time Living Podcast. I am your host, Bob Lodick, and today I have the privilege of having my wonderful wife, Linda, on. You want to say hi, honey? (laughs) Hi, honey. (laughs) All right. And today we're going to chat about God's grace and our finances and kind of reconciling that. And that might not mean anything to you yet, but as we dive in, I will, yeah, we're just going to kind of talk about at least some of our struggles with this and just kind of the balance point and the tension that lies there. And we don't really have an answer per se, but (laughs) hopefully we can shine a little bit of light on this whole topic and maybe help out just a little bit. So the other night, Linda and I were having a conversation about, well, do you want to just Sure. Sorry, what we were talking about. So we were just talking about what it looked like for us getting out of debt, which was an intense process. But I really think that, no, I know that the way the whole thing played out was we were doing some work, but God just moved it forward it supernaturally God's fast. Grace. It was just no doubt. It was God's grace that helped us move out of that so much faster than we could have in our own strength. Right. And I think we were just talking about what that looked like as a whole, like for, for in other areas of life, right. Yeah. In other, other yeah. areas of life and for other people, how is it that you have to move forward and you have to, you have to do, do some practical things. things, Yeah, but you also have to leave room for the grace of God to do what you can't do. Yeah. And you can't depend on your own strength. It's just so clear biblically that we are, instructed to trust in him and to lean on him. And Proverbs says, lean on him, not on our own understanding. And there's just so many examples of this in the Bible. And that is the kind of wrestle point, the thing that, uh, that tension that's there where, at least for me, I tend to find myself as someone who is just really active. You're very active. I feel like Yeah, I'm a doer. (laughs) You have a to-do list. And you're constantly checking things off that list. And I like getting things done. And I like... And I benefit from it. And I I love it. (laughs) I like people being able to depend on me. And I like being reliable. And I like being known as someone who gets things done. And I think all in all, that's a good thing. But for me personally, I can lean too far in this direction. This is my struggle is leaning too far and trusting too much in my own ability, trusting too much in in my ability to get something done or to do something rather than trusting in the grace of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that I am kind of on the opposite spectrum where (laughs) I, well, maybe not completely the opposite spectrum. I don't think you're on the opposite. but I think it just depends on what it is. And I think this is why God put us together is because there are some things that I'm really bad at and I just have no motivation for. But then there's other things that I am striving towards and I know I need to just chill out and relax. Yeah, I think the thing that has blown my mind over the years is just all the different instances and times where I've seen God's grace come through, where he just made it so clear to me that, hey, this isn't about you, buddy. <laughs> like <laughs> You are a small part in this whole thing. And and clearly, we do have a part to play because the Bible says that we are co-laborers with him. 
Yeah. So anyway, like I said, that's the tension. So just a couple examples of these. When we were paying off our debt, this was one of those things. We stepped out in faith and took bold steps of faith to get out of debt. And I tell people this all the time, but as we began stepping out and doing what we could do in our own strength, God came rushing in and just provided all kinds of extra finances from complete unexpected sources to help us get that debt paid off a lot faster. And I have talked to so many readers who have very similar testimonies of how they paid off their debt. And that's just so fun and so exciting. And with our sabbatical year that I took last year, that was another one of those crazy instances. Because in 2016, I was working so hard and I was, I looking back, I would label it as striving. I was working really hard at trying to do all these things really in my own strength. And it was the first time in 10 years that our net worth actually went backwards on the year that I probably worked harder than any others, which is really sad, (laughs) you know, but I think essentially what it means is I was just spinning my wheels and trying to do things in my own strength and not leaving room for God's grace. But you know what? I also think that that is God's grace. The idea that watching you work so hard and watching you kind of strive for things and you kind of had turmoil inside, I think. Yeah. You weren't enjoying your work as much. You had so many ideas that you were just completely overwhelmed. And so you're yeah. trying to, and you being the to-do list type of guy, you're trying to knock things off the list. And it's like, it didn't get you very far. Yeah. But then I think that's part of the picture of God's grace is showing you, you actually don't have to live that type of lifestyle to get things done. I can help you. There's a much better way. Yeah. Rely on me Yeah. Absolutely. and I will show you what to do. Yeah. And I think that you know, part of that teaching process for us was this sabbatical year that he called us to last year. And so for those of you who don't know, I've written about it on the blog, you can check it out. But essentially, God called me to take a sabbatical year last year and not work. And still, like, it's a crazy thing for me to think about. And I'm still like, kind of in awe of his grace that, that he just saw us through that whole thing. I mean, that was a miracle in and of itself, just that we made it through financially, and we were able to pay the bills and stay in our house and have food to eat and stuff. But what's even more miraculous is during that year, the sabbatical year when I'm not working, our net worth actually increased compared to the previous (laughs) year where it went down when I was working so hard. I mean, that's just insane. And then on top of that, like we reached some of our like highest giving goals in the year when I wasn't working. And like that can only be attributed to God's grace. Like nothing else makes any sense at all. And it's stuff like that that just when he teaches me things like that, that I just can't help but just kind of be in awe of how amazing he is and how great this grace thing is. But also just it just makes me want to consciously or constantly be aware that my part to play is just a lot smaller than I tend to think. Right. I kind of want to read from this book. I read this when we took our trip to Phoenix We'll say a year ago. Yeah. What's the um, book called? The book is called Wild and Free. It's by Jess Conley and Haley Morgan, which I highly recommend. I really loved this book. She says in here, actually, I don't know which one of them is talking in this chapter, but it says, since the beginning of mankind, we have expected him to be like us, to be restrained or on the trajectory we are on. And he constantly breaks that mold and consistently stays God. And I just love that. And I feel like it goes right along with your point of just 
we're always kind of limiting God to what we think is possible. And he just loves to blast out of that and (laughs) show us a new way that we've never thought of. And I think when we open our minds to something that maybe we had never thought of before, but that God is kind of leading us towards, it opens this door into new possibilities. Just thinking about really when you started the business, Um, well, starting it, but then when you got laid off and then we kind of felt like you're supposed to do this. I mean, it was completely, (laughs) it was honestly not wisdom. It was pretty foolish in the eyes of man. I think we were trying to get out of debt at that point. You had what? You were making like $100 a month or something? From the blog, yeah. I mean, I was working and I had health insurance, so that was covered, but it still wasn't enough to pay our bills. Like we definitely had a time limit on how long that was going to work. And it just felt like God kind of graciously walked us into this new place. Yeah. And and things worked out, I mean, unbelievably well. Yeah. And just to give a little bit of backstory, essentially what you're referring to is when I got laid off. And I had been blogging for a year and felt like God was calling me to do this full time. And it made no sense. It absolutely wasn't traditional wisdom because I I never recommend that approach to any blogging students I'm ever talking to or anybody else because it just doesn't make any sense. Bad idea. But but when God calls you to do something, that's the wisest thing that you can do. And we both knew that that was you know, so even in the natural, it made no sense. And it was scary and crazy. Like we both knew in our hearts that that was something God was calling us to do. And I'm really glad we stepped out in it. We kind of overcame that fear in that area. And, you know, we haven't always done that. We've failed plenty of times, but, but I'm really glad that we did because by taking that bold leap of faith, we've seen some wonderful, you know, miraculous breakthrough. And, uh, I'm just so thankful that God kind of helped us walk through that. I think another example in our lives, but also in anybody's life, I think giving is another huge example of that. I mean, we are consistent givers, but there are times when we step out in faith to give more. And one time we did that, we were still in debt and we felt like we were supposed to give an extra 10% based off of the amount of debt we we had left. Yeah, More or less, the idea was kind of like tithing off of our debt. You know, which obviously isn't a biblical thing, but that was just kind of something that we felt like we were specifically supposed to do to amplify and speed up the process. And I think what God was teaching us is the way out of your debt is to give more and it's not to (laughs) hold back and to give less, but actually give more. Which is completely against conventional wisdom. But God's ways are not our ways. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I feel like that just jumped us forward even farther. Stuff. Yeah, it was miraculous. And I think the big encouragement I have for you listening and for myself and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as we're kind of talking about this, because like I said, we don't have the answers with this. But yeah, it, it's one of those things I think we're always constantly learning. But my encouragement would be to just continue to trust in God's grace in your financial situation. So if you're trying to get out of debt, if you're trying to save for retirement, if you are trying to give more than you ever have, if you're trying to find a way to tithe when you feel like you just don't have the money there, like all of these are opportunities for God's grace to kind of come through and do something that is impossible in your own strength. And that's where I've just so much enjoyed God just kind of 
doing these miraculous things. And it's really, really fun when you realize that you are a smaller part of this whole equation than you actually realize. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Absolutely. I think this also kind of ties into, like we just told a couple of our stories, but I think every Christian has stories like that where Absolutely. they've seen miraculous things happen in their life. And I think we get caught up so much in the day to day that we forget to think back about when God did some really big things. Because the truth is, I think we all have those really big things, but they're in the middle of nothingness (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) where it seems like nothing's happening. Yeah. Yeah, You're just washing dishes and changing diapers or, you know, going to work or, you know, whatever your life looks like. But that has really helped me is to look back at the things that God has done and remind myself of his faithfulness and remind myself that it hasn't been me that yeah. has <laughs> been able to make things happen and kind of take the, honestly, it takes the pressure yeah. off a lot. Yeah. Once you kind of go, Oh, this is actually not my problem. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cast this care in the Lord and leave it to you. Right. And uh, an exercise that we did that really, I think, stirred up both of our faith a lot was a couple months ago when we were getting ready to do that CBN 700 Club interview, they were kind of asking some specifics about our financial testimony. And I I was thinking, you know, and I remembered some things, but I'm like, I don't know if I remember all this stuff. So Linda and I went back and just kind of made uh, made a document you know, more or less, where we just kind of listed out everything that God has done financially that we could remember, like every little miracle or big miracle. And so we made this really long list. And as we sat there and looked at all this stuff year by year by year by year, how God has come through, it was really encouraging to my faith, just remembering and seeing all those things that he had done for us. Mm -hmm. And so I would encourage you to do something like that, because even if you just became a Christian yesterday, or even if you're not a Christian, I think you can look back and still see God's hand in your life. I know before I was a Christian, like I can see God moving in my life, doing things. And yeah, and that's just so cool, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We need more of that. We need to keep the list going. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think we should. All right. Well, I think we can wrap this thing up just kind of looking at one of my favorite scriptures about this whole idea And I actually created a poster that uh, is prominently in most videos of ours that you will see where it says that the battle is his. Anyway, I'll let you just kind of go over that. Summarize it. Yeah. So it is in the story is found in Second Chronicles 20. So the story basically is King Jehoshaphat is the king over Judah and Jerusalem. Someone comes and tells him one day about three separate armies that are coming up to attack them. There's no way they can fight all these three separate armies. They're completely outnumbered. I think people are panicking. Yeah. So Jehoshaphat gets up in front of the assembly. He does a smart thing and turns to God. Yeah, he turns to God. He kind of starts saying who God is, telling mm-hmm. everyone who God is. And then he explains that there is there re- are these armies. And remembering the things that God has done for them, right? Wasn't yeah. that all part of it? So someone gets up and has a word from the Lord. Do you want to read that? Yeah. And this is 2015? Yes. Yeah. Second Chronicles 2015. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. 
And that is like just one of my favorite verses. And that's why I put a summary of that up on my wall, just as a constant reminder that everything I'm facing, every challenge, the battle isn't mine, but it is God's to fight. And I have an opportunity to trust him in that. Mm-hmm. All right. So what happens after that? After that, I think there is a part in there where it says, don't be afraid. Go to this army. Go meet this army and stand and see the deliverance of the Lord. Yeah, and I, I think that. that is, to me, that's like the the verse that gets me. And it's like Moses lifting his staff to part this Red Sea where he's like, he has to walk out to the edge of this water like as he's standing there, you know, he's like, wait, I'm going to lift my arm up and this water's just going to part. Like it's the same kind of like ridiculous level of faith that Jehoshaphat has to take his people out there to fight this battle that he knows he's going then the natural. He knows that he would lose mm-hmm. and trust that God is going to bring deliverance. Right. So I think they actually have, they pray and then they, in front of the army, they send out people who are praising God. I, that's yeah. the specific thing that they were saying is in, in this chapter somewhere. But they go out, they're praising the Lord. And when they get out, they see these armies that were coming against them. And another army had come up. They ran into each other, basically, on their way to other places. And this other army completely took out the army that was coming against Jerusalem. So the bottom line is all their enemies are defeated. All their enemies are just laying there dead. (laughs) And all their goods are there. And so they went and got all their gold and whatever else they had and all that. So God provided a provision in the midst of that as well. And so anyway, it's just one of my favorite passages, uh, specifically in regards to this whole idea of grace and our part to play Because, you know, if Jehoshaphat wouldn't have left the walls of the city, like he wouldn't have seen that breakthrough and he wouldn't have seen that provision. You know, like he had to step out. He had to do a part. But obviously the battle was the Lord's. So that is all we have for today. Hopefully this encouraged you. If you did enjoy it, we would love a review over at the iTunes store. That helps us a lot. Kind of get the word out about all this and you can find us. Uh, you can find us at Seed Time over at Instagram or Twitter. Uh, you can obviously come to SeedTime.com and say hi. And uh, I think that's all. Anything else to add? That's it. All right. We will see you all next time. Bye.